What's up, everybody? What's up, everybody? This is Carmine Davis, and you are listening to The Carmine Davis Show. What the fuck is up? All right, so I ain't even gonna hold you. Um, I'm not about to go in depth about what happened at the Rolling Loud concert. I'm gonna tell y'all where y'all had me fucked up at the beginning. But before we get into that, make sure you follow, rate, subscribe, review this podcast. Um, I don't do it for my health. Um, so make sure you are following. If you're new, if you just keep one of you want a little stalkers who um, tune in every week but don't follow because you don't want me to know I follow you. I know you're listening. It tells me. So you might as well just follow me and stop being a weirdo. Just wanted to throw that out there. Okay, so. All right. Well, basically, we're going to talk about the Rolling Loud, everything. We know what happened at Rolling Loud this year. Um, The first, after a year of not being able to do shit, you know, y'all niggas have come out and just showed y'all's entire black ass while Megan Thee Stallion proved why black women are the future. Okay, so... That's the short of what's, what we're going to talk about. If you disagree, just go ahead and click away. But uh, we all know what happened with the baby. We know what he said. We know what he did. Um, you know, and I'm going to give you a brief um, chat about Tori and Megan. Uh, apparently, he violated his, or maybe, or maybe did not violate his um, probation. I mean, his um, restraining order against, or Megan's restraining order against him. Um, but we're going to get to that. And then I want to tell y'all exactly why y'all did this. Everything that happened at Rolling Loud, everything that's happening now, y'all did this shit. We did this collectively. Um, according to page six, shout out to page six.com. I finally got a page six, six link. So make sure you hit the link in the um, description box and read this article for yourself. Tory Lane spotted near Megan Thee Stallion at festival despite restraining order. Okay. So, um, he didn't stay in his lanes. Uh, clever. Uh, Tory Lanes was a surprise guest at the Baby's Rolling Loud performance on Sunday night and was, has, was seen backstage at the same time as Megan, despite the WAP rapper's restraining order against him. Multiple sources confirmed to page six. However, Lanes' attorney, Sean Holly, exclusively told us, um, page six, on Wednesday that her client, whose real name is Daystar Patterson, Peterson, did not violate the terms of his order. Though they both performed at the same music festival, Mr. Peterson went out of his way to ensure that he would not cross paths with Miss um, Pete or otherwise violate the terms of the protective order, she said. Megan 25 was granted a restraining order against the Say It rapper in October 2020, um, three months after Lane's 29 allegedly shot the Houston rapper in the back of her foot. The protective order also prevents Lanes from commenting on the shooting. Although the alleged shooting incident has not been legally resolved yet, um, the court has confirmed and ordered Lanes to stay at least 100 yards away from Megan. He was also required to turn in any guns he owns. Page 6 can confirm that both the Miami Police Department and Los Angeles District Attorney's Office were notified of the possible violation of Megan's protective order. So Lane's surprise appearance 
appearance came just one month after Megan the Baby. Megan the Baby 29 had a heated exchange on Twitter after the Bop rapper retweeted a joke apparently supporting Lanes. Um, Megan and followed the baby on Instagram that same week, suggesting the pair's relationship isn't as close as it used to be. Fans on Twitter speculated that after the news broke that the baby may be, have been a crybaby, wink wink, about the situation and brought out Lanes to spite Megan. Tory Lanes was not booked at Rolling Loud as a paid performer, one person tweeted. He wasn't working, which is why he didn't have his own set. He was brought on stage by the baby to spite Meg, which is true. And February Lanes was denied the right to speak publicly about the alleged shooting after filing a request asking for the clause in Megan's restraining order to be amended. He pleaded not guilty to one felony count each of assault with a semiotic firearm and carrying a loaded unregistered firearm in a vehicle. Um, a rep for Megan did not immediately return our request for comment. Okay. Um, okay. Let me lay this on the line, okay? Um, we did this. You did it, actually, but I'm going to say we because I don't like to pass blame. We built what happened today. Okay, so when we rushed in October 2020, um, when we did not protect the stallion, um, which I don't believe was October 2020. We're not in like, that shit happened. That was like, was that October 2020? I feel like that happened. That's not right. I, I feel like that happened in the beginning of the year. Like, weren't we in lockdown when Megan shot? Maybe not. Maybe. I feel like Megan, we were in lockdown when Megan shot or got shot, right? Yeah, yeah that was incorrect. That was July the 12th when um, Megan, I mean, Tori shot Megan, allegedly. I, I'm, fuck that. No. <sighs> Come on. He shot her. Okay, so ever since then, are um there has been a war on the stallion whether we want to acknowledge it um or whether we want to admit it out loud there has been the internet has been a mess regarding um megan after she was shot by Tory lanes allegedly okay um wink allegedly um She has just been on the other side of the, the winning side, seemingly. But the attack on Megan has been at a fever pitch. And it is actually increasingly getting um, out of hand. And it's, it's not just Megan. There has been an attack on black women for a very long time by popular um, male rappers or male black figures. Um for quite some time, I feel, like I said, that was more of the whoa moment. Um, the moment where I felt like everybody was just like, this is getting out of hand. And ever since then, there has been a war 
brewing in Hollywood, especially, but in our backyard too. But in Hollywood, there has been kind of a war against the black female and black men in Hollywood, whether it has been them teaming up and to support Tory Lanez and kind of seemingly dismissing Megan's account of the situation and her bullet wounds and her feet, um, which, why? You know, I, I, why? Why? Why the support? Whether it's like a financial end or a right hand watch watches the left hand kind of thing and looking out for each other but it seemed beforehand i listened to tory lanes's music you know um i his features and all that but there's nothing that i heard that i felt like i had to never not hear again to the point where i would sit around and to support someone who tried to murder a black woman at a hollywood party or on the street, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nothing, nothing. Um, whether it has been T.I., um, baby, um, Chris Brown, all these problematic men kind of joining a league um, of extraordinarily um, disappointing men, the League of Extraordinarily Disappointing Men. And they have come together and they will comment under each other's shit, comment on each other's shit in support of them doing the craziest shit to, especially to black women. T.I. will come out of his, his fucking uh, uh, sex dungeon with drugged induced women um, and prostitutes and whores to come up and have a comment on Chris Brown smacking um, a 14-year-old girl in her mouth at a festival somewhere and will scream his praise for him. And then, therefore, all of them come together like um, like a superhero movie. You know what I mean? Like they start transforming and putting their grills in and their, their APs on and their... Um, you know, cargo pants and their dunks and come out of the woodworks and get to thumb thugging and attacking these black women and uh, subliminally uh, taking shots at them and and commenting on each other's pictures. Way to go, King. Keep your head up, King. Uh, 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 you uh, only up from here, King and money, man. And, you know, yada, 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 yada. Stay focused on the money like they just didn't slap. A minor. He slapped the wig off of some minor. Or some, not some minor. He slapped the wig off of some woman, Chris Brown, and just got away with it. Like, he, there's a vid, literally a photo of him choking a bitch at brunch. High as Cooter Brown. Chris Brown. There's reports of him raping women on buses and throwing them off and shit like that. Having people in his house getting ran through while he's in the other wing, having no idea. Like, these people are living foul. 
They're living foul. This is no secret to any of us. Like, none of this is documented. It's not like we don't know any of this information. This isn't shit that's brand new or anything. Chris Brown literally became more polarizing after he beat Rihanna until she was unrecognizable. Seemingly, he is the idea of what it's like, how you how people will rally behind you after you beat a famous, powerful black woman in Hollywood. If that had, if he had slept fucking Ashley Simpson or some shit like that, or, or Lizzie McGuire, some bitch like that, that motherfucker would have been under the jail. He would have still been on his press tour. Look at OJ. Not that I, but it's shit. He could have killed Rihanna. You know what I mean? Like, so I can't say that's way too far off. You know what I mean? But if look at what happened with OJ. OJ is still not living that down. His career has never seemed to get it back on his foot. But you know who supported OJ? Black people. We supported a known murderer. We supported him because he was a black man. Not because he didn't do it, not because he gave us any kind of real uh, reason to rally behind him, except for the fact that he was a black successful man. And we're so easily bought by that. Now, flashback to, let's go back to Tory Lanez, um, shooting the stallion. I literally thought in the morning when I woke up to that, for one, I knew some shit was going on when I saw Kylie Jenner, Megan, and Tory Lanez live in the pool. I knew, I swear to God, y'all can go through my the comment thread. I commented under and I told her to get the fuck out of there. Because that did not look like it was going to go well. Nothing goes well with too many black people and a Jenner or a Kardashian. Nothing ever goes well. Nothing. Nothing. It always goes awry. I don't give, historically... Things go awry when there's a Kylie, a Kardashian Jenner involved with a group of black people. Just historically. Um, okay, so fast forward to, like I said, Tori, or fast, fast flashback. We're off of OJ. OJ is the example. Um, you, we had Chris Brown, and then you saw the difference of how it was treated. Um, not that because he didn't murder Rihanna, he threatened to. Remember, he sent a text message after he beat the shit out of her and ran away um, and left her bleeding there outside on the road. Let's not forget this. Um, he may have cried once or twice on camera and said he was sorry and, and put out some you know decent songs ever since then. But let's keep it real. Okay, so these, and the reason why I'm bringing this old shit up is because it's, it, it, it pertains, okay, to the conversation. Because he is a part of the league of extraordinarily, um, you know, disappointing gentlemen. Or league of dis- extraordinarily, disappro- um, dis- what is it, disappointing gentlemen. Like, he is that. Like, he's one of the leaders. Like, maybe the leader. You know what I mean? So, you come and you flash back to Tory Lanez and what happened that night. And how there was seemingly an increase in support for Tory Lanez and his music. And when he dropped that weird-ass mixtape, and 
people kind of rallied behind him. His streams were higher than they had ever been. That's weird. That's a weird message to send someone who shot someone, allegedly. Do you get what I'm saying? Especially someone who seemingly just had like one hit and people, I follow Tory Lanez. I thought Tory Lanez was kind of cute in a leprechaun kind of way. You know what I mean? Um, I thought he was swaggy, you know what I mean? Like whatever. But that's another sign. If I'm attracted to him, he is a problem. That's how I know he did it. I was sexually attracted to Tory Lanez. That's how I know he could murder someone and he's mentally unstable. Um. But past that, you have what's going on with, let's say, T.I. Um, I don't want to even go. Uh, y'all know what the fuck. But the thing about T.I. is that T.I. chooses his victims, again, selectively. You don't hear about Ashley and Becky and um, Asterix, you know, getting drugged and taken to T.I.'s home. You hear about Shakita and uh, Latavia and, and uh, uh, Amber and Denise and, you know, like you hear about them. And so happen these women have a career of whether they're OnlyFans girls or they are girls who um, are strippers or known around Hollywood. So therefore, we kind of... Ball it up and throw their their accounts away. They were hoes anyway. You know, but if this was some porn star in Hollywood, LA, we'd be still looking for her. She'd be a model, an adult model who was taken and 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 taken advantage of in TI rapper, dangerous rapper TI's um Atlanta uh dark mansion where sex and drugs are frequented and his poor wife, you know what I mean? Like it would have turned completely different, but because T.I.'s victims were women of color, you know, who had checkered pasts or, um, you know, occupations that are frowned upon, you know, by, you know, America or whatever, but we just throw their accounts aside Similar to how people view Megan, like her, what she practices and what she sings about and what she raps about are things that are frowned upon um, in, um, from basic bitches in America, you know, but bad bitches feel it, you know, like, yeah, Captain Hook is a national anthem for a bad bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, it, she and these a bad bitch is what people hate at the same time. There's a war on the bad bitches, and we just don't want to talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, if you're a black bad bitch, you have a target on the back, on your back, period. Everything you wear is fake. Everything you um, purchase is stolen. Um, you are up to no good. No nigga will ever really care for you. No nigga will ever love you. You will, you know, you're a thought, you're a hoe. You know, your hair is fake. Your everything is fake. Your ass is fake. Your titties are fake. You are unworthy of love from these black men. If, if what the comment threads would make you believe. There's a war. The things that these black men say about these women 
that are frequently targeted by these powerful black men and their stories are just thrown aside. Like the things that they're saying about them, they're, they, they want to weaken them. There's a war. It's, it's clear. Like there's, you didn't know anything about Meg. Megan has been unproblematic off wax from the beginning. She's done nothing but stay in her black ass business. She might have had issues with relationships or whatever. No different than any other bitch in the street. But somehow with the Tory Lane situation, her account of the situation was questioned. Why would she pick Tory Lanes? Why would she lie? She shot herself? Who shot her? These are questions that people are just not even asking. Trace, or Tori said, no, I didn't do it. So, oh, okay, well, somebody else did. He wrote a, mixed, a horrible mixtape about it, the incident, and basically praising Kylie Jenner and knocking down Megan and calling her a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, oh, okay, well, that, that makes sense. All right, you take it to pass the buck to the baby. The baby, the baby, the baby, who has been a problem since he stepped on the fucking scene, smacking bitches, knocking people in the mouth, spitting on people, uh, talking reckless about people. He even was on live talking shit about Megan before all of this happened, when that Crybaby song first came out. Like, wasn't it, wasn't that like him talking shit about Megan or somebody in his background was talking shit about Megan? The baby has been con- a consecutive nuisance consecutively since he came on the scene. And all we did was put him to the stratosphere. We took him to the stratosphere. Every single incident. Nobody looked at him and was just like, what the fuck? Like, what happened to the days when you just had to, like, LL Cool J would just come out with good songs and that was what made you popping? You know what I mean? Like, why now is you damn near have to do everything you can to disrespect everybody in your way to become a king of rap? And like I said about uh, everybody up until that point, all of their music has been nothing but mediocre for years. The baby's had one, two great verses, and he has been giving us the same verses on all the songs ever since. The same beats, the same themes, the same concepts, everything. Since the beginning, it's not like he's giving us anything extravagant that we can't live without. But we fast forward to Rolling Loud, where we basically put them all on one stage or one area and expect it for all those artists, not just those four or five artists that I named. Everybody, you had City Girls, these, a lot of people who, a lot of black powerful women and a lot of the black men powerful men who have disrespected them every which way on these stages together and expected things to just go all right this motherfucker the baby brought tory lanes out in a mascot outfit which gave me two things one you knew that she wasn't he wasn't supposed to be there 
Two, you were comfortable enough to bring him on your set. So you knew there would be no repercussions or anything of it, you know, of the sort. Three, you did it. Nobody asked for Tory Lanez. If they asked for him, he would have been there. He would have been on the fucking dock. Like, he would have been on as a performer. You brought him out for what? What songs do y'all have together that he needs to be brought out? It, you sent a message to Megan. You kept inciting what you already knew. There is a war against the bad bitches. And you're on the other side of it. You want to tear her down. And you knew you would be supported in his mind. Then to come around and turn around and say the shit that he said in the order he said it with his chest on the platform that he said it, he was comfortable to say those things and kept going because you motherfuckers don't hold any of those niggas accountable for any motherfucking thing. Why should it be right now? He's done everything he could to prove to y'all that he is not shit. That's his brand. He has no plans on being shit. He hates everybody but the other niggas that he fucks with. If you didn't show up today with HIV, AIDS, any of them deadly sexually transmitted diseases that'll make you die in two or three weeks, put your cell phone light in the air. Ladies, if your pussy smell like water, put your cell phone light in the air. Fellas, if you ain't suck a nigga dick in the parking lot, put your cell phone lights in the air. Keep it fucking real. What? What? I thought we were, I thought I wanted to hear bop. Like, I didn't want that. What kind of shit is that to say in the middle of a party? So then you get other artists like, of course, T.I. comes in and sings his praises. And then, you know, you have Guap Dad 4000, who's nobody, you know, but just my little, one of my little Instagram crushes. Then you got even fucking Pleasure P came out of his fucking cocoon or his fucking came out of his, you know, 600 square feet apartment in, in uh, Doraville and wanted to come up and defended him. Like saying how y'all act like y'all never been to a party where somebody was like, if you, you ain't got no STD, put your hands in the air. If you got $10, you got more than $5. Those are, th- those are multiply different things than what that ma- nigga sat up there and said. And two, I ain't never heard no shit like that in no motherfucking party. But maybe the parties for the leak of the extraordinarily disappointing men. Like, they, y'all, we have consecutively, they have shown us constantly who they were. Multiple times, like, I don't sit up on this show and just bash them. Like, because I love black men. I am a black man. I love my fellow black men. I want us to do well. But we, why would, why would they do well when they're being rewarded for doing bad? We have not held any of these niggas accountable for anything they have ever done. 
in their whole entire career who they've hurt who they've who they've even come to defense for nigga why the fuck are you in it why are you commenting on this shit you don't ever see and it brings back to my point where my friend and I always talk about how, you know, he loves how the women and, and black women are starting to niche together. But when some shit goes on with one of them hoes, they are a mum with each other. You don't see them commenting on each other's shit like, keep your head up, queen. No, bitch, you damn motherfucker wrong for that shit you said on Twitter. So, no, I'm not defending you or I'm not getting in it because these bitches have got it right. We're here to work. They don't have the platform to be able to constantly disappoint people and be able to live to tell about it in the, in the industry. You do one thing as a black woman, you are, are, people will not let that shit go. People are still talking about Anaconda that Nicki Minaj did. Oh, and the, side note, drinking game. I came up with a drinking game concept for the Carmine Davis show. Every time I reference Nicki, Onika, Tanya Mirage, take a shot. No matter what it is, take a shot. If I say her name, if I mention a lyric of hers, a reference, a saying, a moment, take a shot. From here on out, past episodes, future episodes, that's the game. All right, but anyway, so my thing of it all is, it's like, why would we, I, and then we wait until these niggas become like white, like washed up to decide to hold them accountable. Like that shit that happened with R. Kelly. Perfect example. We've known about R. Kelly for decades. We wait until he is broke and everybody comes out with this documentary and talk about how we're canceling him. Now he can't get booked any motherfucker at the bar mitzvah down the street at the synagogue. Like, We wait until they're weak and down, but when they're up, we don't hold them accountable. What do you think is going to come out in the next 20, 10 years about Chris Brown? Surviving Chris. Surviving T.I. Surviving Tori. Surviving the baby. The surviving Trey Songs. Like, these men are disgusting because they get to be. We love it. We reward them. All we do is follow them. When, they, when we hear some crazy shit about them, we go and follow them. We go watch them. We go listen to their music more. Because for some odd reason, we are attached to deplorable black men. Repugnant black men. And we just ignore and, 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 like, and we bully the honorable ones. Like, that shit that y'all are saying about Russell Wilson because he takes care of his woman. He loves Sierra and does everything he does, taking care of her kids, his kids, their kids. And y'all make fun of him and praise of future? Sierra's a lame bitch for wanting solidarity in her life with a black man or a man of color who loves her from her head to her toes and doesn't hate her? But the thing is, it goes back to our homes. You motherfuckers wouldn't know a good black man if he came and actually came and picked you up one weekend when you were a kid or paid his child support or didn't beat your mama or you wouldn't know him if he came to your school program. 
You wouldn't know him if he didn't call you a little faggot or a little bitch or a hoe. You wouldn't know a a strong black man because you motherfuckers never had one. And neither have I. But I do know that there are some out there, and those are the ones that we lean towards. I'm trying to become one. And that is the that is defending, and, and a part of that is defending black women and protecting them because they didn't have one either. You sh- these motherfuckers shot a, a bitch in a foot. They're throwing bitches down the stairs, tussling with bitches in the elevator, smacking them in the mouth in concert, choking them up at brunch and in, in broad daylight. And nothing is happening to them. Y'all think it's funny. I blame y'all. I'm spotlighting the artist spotlight this week is on the repugnant rappers that we have helped rise to the top. And now we're sitting around here shocked that they are literally about what the fuck they're rapping about or all those things that we've seen them do over and over again. They've shown us who the fuck they are and we act like we don't believe them. We give them a million and one chances, but a black woman doesn't get not a chance in hell. She comes in, to, she comes in and she feels some type of way about herself. She's confident. She's into her sexuality. She's in her back. She's a whore. She's a bitch. She's sneaky. She, she, is, she needs a nigga. She needs a man. That's why she's a lonely ass bitch. You know, ugly bitch. Y'all have every ugly black bitch, dark skinned. Y'all have every fucking name for these motherfuckers. But these barely, like, talented, eye-looking niggas can just do whatever the fuck they want. I'm not going to allow it. Tweet me at Carmine Davis, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis, Instagram.com slash Carmine Davis show. Uh, let me know. Um, if you're just tuning in, make sure you follow, subscribe, review this podcast. Um, I just gave you all the hot topic and the musical spotlight all in one. That is, this is insane to me. And we are allowing it to happen. Every time we hear something about these motherfuckers, and I'm not, I'm not about culture can um, culture. What was it? Um, cancel culture. I don't really believe in that because it's one sided. There's a type of person who we want to cancel and who we successfully, successfully cancel. Um, we don't have the discipline to cancel people. What we need to do is start holding people accountable. Start hitting those pockets, treating them like the baby that they are. When your baby start acting up, your child and they're screaming and kicking and screaming, you ignore them. You spank that ass, put the motherfuckers in jail. I don't want to see another black man in jail. But if we do one or two, they gotta you can't attack a black. I'm not gonna have y'all attacking black women. If y'all teamed up together. With everybody and showed peace towards everybody as much as y'all do uh, each other, you League of Extraordinarily Disappointing Niggas, you know, like, y'all would be unstoppable. Why do you have to, why does every woman that you collaborate with later become a hoe? How she tried to suck your dick all of a sudden or this, that, and a third. Why does it, why does every man 
is a, a faggot and HIV and got sick dick. Like, why is that every, if they're not on your side anymore? Why? 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 Because y'all think that those things are a sign of weakness and y'all are the sign of strength? I think it's reversed. But we're going to move on. I'm off that. I have to say my piece. We're moving on to the love, sex, and relationship segment. Okay, in this segment, we talk about, of course, love, all the complexities and all the things that keep us up at night, things that make us sleep more peacefully, um, relationships, all the bad, the messy, the dirty, the beautiful, the heavenly, the uh, the best part of everything and then sex the raunchy the kinky the dirty the stuff that we may or may not should be legally talking about and then we talk about everything in between so this week is no different um i wanted to talk about something that i feel like no matter what age you are you struggle with I've been told that I'm a really good flirt, even though I don't, I know that I'm not, um, because I tend to flirt only with people who I'm friends with or who I don't see romantically. But when it comes to people who I like, I tend to freeze. Like I'm like so quiet or I don't say anything at all. And thanks to 17.com, I'm giving you 12 tips that will seriously up your flirting game. Okay. Flirting doesn't come easily to everyone. Even the most confident people will freeze up and utter a wimpy hey when they see their crush approaching them in the hallways. But don't worry, if you're struggling with flirting, we've got plenty of tips to help you master the art of flirting and getting your crush's attention. Okay, one, be confident. Trust me, there's nothing sexier than confidence. Your crush and everyone else will take notice if you're strutting down the halls like you own them. Your crush will want to get to know the girl or guy who knows she, he's something special. Two, show you're interested in their life. Everyone loves a compliment, and most people love to talk about themselves. If you get a chance to talk to your crush, don't let it go to waste. Ask them lots of questions about their life. And show that you truly are interested. They'll appreciate how curious you were about them. And they'll definitely be looking forward to another conversation. Three, draw attention, to you, draw attention to your lips. It sounds ridiculous, but it actually works. Get pouted and keep chapsticks or, or lip gloss in your bag. When you see your crush coming your way, swipe on a layer. They'll be dreaming about those lips all day long. That's actually something that I actually really do. Like, Or I like to touch my lips or bite my lips. Or when I have nothing to say, I'll just like kind of bite my lip. Or press them or lick them, you know, touch them, like run my fingers across them and kind of look at them for smile and say hi when you pass them in the halls. Um, I know when you're walking down, you know, the hall and you see your crush approaching at work or at school, it can be the scariest feeling in the world. Your gut reaction will probably be to look down at your phone and pretend like you're in a furious text conversation. But ignore those instincts. Look up and smile at them. No need to get into a big conversation unless you want to. Just take a half second to wave, say hi, and keep moving. Boom, you'll be on your crush's radar. Five, ignore your crush, but not for long. It sounds counterintuitive, doesn't it? But imagine running into your crush in a group of your friends at McDonald's. Say hi to their friends first to strike up a combo. Your crush will feel the tiniest bit left out until you turn to include them and make their day. 
six master the bump and flatter accidentally run into a hottie at a crowd and at a crowded party you can laugh and say oh i'm sorry i could become a total klutz around cute people they'll be immediately flattered and want to know more about you that's when you introduce yourself and start a convo seven let them catch you looking at them i know this seems so scary usually when someone catches you staring you look away quickly so they don't realize you were literally drooling while watching them eat a burger but next time, try this instead. Gather up all the confidence you can. Then when your crush catches you staring, smile back at them. Even maybe even a wink. It will prove that you're confident as fuck and will give them the excuse to come and talk to you. Eight, check out their clothes. If they're wearing a band shirt or a sports jersey, ask them about it. It would make you seem sincere, make you seem sincere and interested in their life. And it will start a nice conversation where you can learn more about each other. Nine, be obvious sometimes. Maybe you're playing frisbee in the park and you accidentally throw it towards the cuties near you. An exaggerated apology lets them know you're flooding on purpose and in on the joke and could lead on to a conversation. Ten, introduce your friend. If you're too scared to start a convo alone, bring your friend with you and introduce her to your crush. This may seem weird, but sometimes it's easier to approach a person for someone else. 11. Flirt before you see them. Text, you should wear the, that blue shirt tonight. It makes your eyes look amazing. A flirty text lets your crush know you're thinking of them and will get them excited to see you later. Plus thing, if they look took your advice as a low key is a low key way to gauge if they're interested in you. 12 start off with something cheesy to break the ice. If you're thinking of picking up line thinking of pickup lines, the only ones that are coming to you are probably super lame recycled ones. Did it hurt when you fell from heaven or how much does an elephant weigh? Just enough to break the ice. If you're trying to play it smooth but you're coming up short, embrace the awkwardness and just be cute as hell. You know, Jughead Jones would appreciate it. And that's our show. I, I guess I am a flirt looking back on all that, but I always feel like I'm just being funny. I don't know. I miss my ex where I used to kind of, we used to flirt, but I was so oblivious to the point where I even didn't even realize. I didn't even think that we were flirting. Like, I didn't even think of us like even being together. Like, I just thought of me and him. We were together forever. We were always around each other, saying cute things to each other, touchy-feely, being sweet to one another, being there for one another. But I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. I'm stupid. But... I hope you're a little bit more smarter, a little bit more smart than I am, and you will take these, this advice, and run with it, child. And I will see y'all next week. That was a Nicki Minaj reference. Take a shot. Um, but I will see y'all next week. I love y'all, and have an awesome time. Make sure you follow, subscribe, and rate, and review this podcast. Love you. Bye.